What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Postgame. Once again, Ethan, against the Houston Rockets, but this time the Spurs came out with the dub. Uh, it was kind of like the exact inverse of the last game. Like, we started off really good. You know, the starters were playing really well. That first quarter, obviously, we'll get into it. And then you kind of saw a little bit of lackadaisicalness for like the rest of it, even though you held the lead, but it was more just because of the big lead that the Spurs had. You know what I'm saying? We're in the last yeah. game. We kind of just hung around at around 10 points until the third quarter. And then the third stringers kind of weren't able to take care of business, which they were able to do tonight. So I don't know if that made sense there and kind of it being the inverse of the Monday game. Um, and obviously we, you know, we got to mention as well that really they started their front court uh, the Rockets did in Alperin Sengun and Jabari Smith Jr. But other than that, um, it was, you know, most of their rotational guys were resting. Obviously, Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore are still going to play probably off the bench, um, but they're not going to be starters. Uh, so with all that being said, Ethan, those that's kind of like my mini synopsis of the game there. What were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, first quarter, like you said, was incredible. We got out to a really hot start. Energy was right. Defensively, we were swarming, attacking, and offensively, everybody was kind of penetrating and kicking out to Devin Vassell, who was an absolute sniper. I think he started off three for three from three and then hit yep. and one layup. So he really had four three-pointers, if you really think about it, um, straight off the jump. But the rest of the game, like I know I agree with what you said, lackadaisical for sure. Like it didn't. We just kept, continued to let Houston get back into the game, played sloppy offense. You know, guys were, you know, spacing was off. They were rotating into the same spot, missing rotations defensively as well. Um, but despite that lackadaisicalness, it also felt oddly chaotic to me. Um, mm -hmm. Just like it, it never, we never found a groove after that first quarter, really. We just mm -hmm. sustained a level of like midness that was slightly better than Houston's because we were we were like hitting shots every once in a while and they right. they just weren't. Um, so definitely not a pretty game. I would honestly say this was the ugliest of the three that we've watched so far. I um, agree, but part of that is probably because this was the first time ever we actually together, um, and we got off to a great start. And so maybe just energy wise, we took our our foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a little bit of it too is just, I, and I know it's a preseason game, but it's a young team learning how True. to deal with having great starts as well. Um, and this was really their best start of the preseason, despite me agreeing that this was also the ugliest game of the year after. So I think they were kind of like, okay, we're, we're just killing them. We're going to do this for the rest of the game without even trying. That was kind of my through the screen kind of vibe that I got. And that's a little bit what what Sean and, and Bill were talking about as well on the broadcast. They were mentioning how like we're getting a little bit lackadaisical here. Obviously, you saw all of the turnovers, 22 overall in the game. You can see right there. We also had a lot of fouls, but I feel like this was like this is a complete side note. Dude, is this like not one of the most whistle happy preseason games you've ever watched? Or is that just yeah. me? No, there were a lot of tinky tech. Both foul sides. Calls, both both ways, sides. Yeah. They actually had more fouls than us. It was 29 to 26. They had three more. more. Dude, Dom, like, let me see. Where, where is it at? Fouls, personal fouls. Dominic Barlow, where are you? Yeah, they okay. It's maybe three in the first half. Yeah, Sorry two. Yeah. No, you're good. I was just going to say, like, the two that he got, I kind of disagreed with. And that, like I said, there's some both ways ones. Like, I was just like, what is going? It was just a lot of inconsistency. I know they're getting their reps. Uh, but Mr. Z, Mr. Z also agrees. He says, yes, this was one of the more whistle happy games. But 
Um, just talking about the game a little bit more overall, Ethan, some of the other themes that I kind of saw um, that that have, have kind of tied into some of the other things we've been talking about so far this season, uh, when it comes to just our scheme, offensively and defensively, um, the thing that once again shows up is it's really less about um, us changing the scheme. Maybe guys do understand it a little bit more being older, but it's really just about effort and intensity. And Doug McDermott actually said that on his, his pregame press conference before this one, when they were asking him about defense, he was like, it's really just effort. And it's funny, Ethan, because I was thinking about our one of our recent conversations where you were saying, I mean, really, it's 90% effort on defense. And so he was kind of just echoing that same sentiment. Um, and that's the same thing that I see with our rotations, where one, we, we are a little bit mentally better. Like what we have a higher IQ, I feel like overall as a team. Um, mm-hmm. When it just comes to reading offenses and 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 where to cut and where to go on, or excuse me, where to rotate and where to go on defense. Um, but on top of that, we're also just playing harder. We're hustling more. Um, and I would say that that's the same thing on offense. And really, where I noticed that is the backdoor cuts. Mm-hmm. And and Devin had a great dunk. Um, Zach Collins once again, Ethan led the team in assists at five. We saw a lot of great backdoor passes from him. We saw the Wemby poster uh, that was, you know, one of it was good to get a Wemby poster in. We hadn't it took a little bit, but we got that one. So that was nice Mm -hmm. to see. We almost got that other one earlier in the game. That was a foul call on Jock. Um, But I think overall, like like our boy Matt Wilson says, this was a bit messy but a good game overall still. And the fact that you played Messi and were still able to win um, was good to see. But I think obviously that has a little bit more to do with, you know, the young guns, the third stringers playing well in the fourth quarter and closing it out. Um, But still the fact that we played lackadaisical, like you said, and that does have to do with the personnel still. um, But the fact that we didn't really play a good second and third quarter, in my opinion, and they were still able to hold the lead throughout that time is I guess a positive in that scenario. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a change of pace because you could technically say the same thing about the game prior to this, and we allowed Houston to come back and win. Right. Um, so at the very least, I think the high, the halftime score for that game was like 52 to 43 or something like that. And for mm-hmm. this one, it was like 52 to 37 or something like that. Yep. So the first halves were very similar. Um, the difference was we allowed them to make an incredible comeback to win the game by 10 last time. And at the very least, we still won this game by 14. A lot of that due to the solid play of the second and third unit guys like you were talking about. Yeah, for sure. Well, any other overall takeaways before we get into the individual stuff, Ethan? No, I think we can just jump right into the individuals. Perfect, perfect. Okay, well, obviously, everybody's going to want to talk about Wemby. So we'll start off with him. I know if you look at the box score, you may not be like this isn't one of his better games. I would say for the three for 10 shooting, because that's, you know, something that people might look at. Um, I just feel like he this was first of all, this was the first time we played with the starting five. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. And because of the hot start that Devin had, he was just like, I'm just going to you know, play my game and and let it come to me. Um, And on top of that, the other thing that you've got to remember is uh, 
he still is impactful. Like the attention he draws is a big reason why Devin was able to get the looks that he did early in the game. A lot of that has to do with us, you know, running our sets with effort as well. You know, kind of as I just alluded to, you know, the intensity we have this year is another thing, you know, like we're running harder off screens than we were last season, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We're also trailing guys in our offense. That was another thing that I noticed with, with a lot of Devin's threes. But going back to Wemby, I, I think, first of all, he found his way to the free throw line and went seven for eight, which you love to see that. And yep. that's something that's always going to be there when he's not able to find a shot, which is a good thing to remember. Um, he still had the defensive presence, although I will say there were two backdoor cuts that I saw Wemby fall asleep on. There was one against Jock, and then there was one with Cam Whitmore. But that's literally two plays, and that's the first two I've seen from him. And, you know, he also had the chase down block. Um, and and it, he's still obviously a net positive on defense. It's just like, I don't know if we've said a negative thing about him. So there was me saying some criticism of Victor, Ethan. Uh, those were my thoughts on him, though. What, what did you think of his performance tonight? Yeah, positives to take away exactly what you said. He still draws attention even when he's not hitting his shots because of how impactful he can be when he gets going. And that's the first time probably since Kawhi Leonard or LaMarcus Aldridge, or maybe DeMar, maybe, that we've had a guy that, right. like, as soon as he crosses half court, even if he doesn't have the ball, defenses are focused on keening in on him. And they're mm -hmm. not necessarily worried about the peripheral guys like Devin Vassell. Um, so that's incredibly positive, and that's probably why he had a plus 16 in the box score. And right. defensively just adds a fear factor to us. Um, even if like, he only had two blocks tonight, that's still good, but that's not like in insane. But the way he alters shots and he, he changes guys' trajectory and they avoid the paint, um, it's, it's impossible to measure how important that is to our defensive um, identity. And then as far as his 3-for-10 shooting – to me, it just kind of felt like he was rushing a little bit and kind of out of rhythm. Um, like he had so much patience in the previous couple games against OKC and uh, who was the second game he played against? Miami. Miami, yes. Against OKC and Miami, he had incredible patience. Like I think to that free throw line uh, coming off of a screen or a dribble handoff rather, he literally just stopped and waited for like two seconds before pulling up. And this one, it felt like every time he looked even remotely open, he just yanked it and oftentimes looked off balance and he hit back iron a lot. And if you play basketball, but hitting back iron is a good thing. That means your next shot's probably going to go in. You just had a little too much strength on it. So definitely going to be bounced back for him next game offensively, not worried about it at all. Yeah. And you, and I think you saw in the second, uh, excuse me, in the second half, um, Definitely. his three point shot looked better. That it was so funny. Like exactly how you described it was how Sean described it on the broadcast. And it was funny even too. Cause like one of the first threes he took, you, he was like, well, he isn't Sean. Sean was like, well, pop's not very happy with that one. It <laughs> just like panned to pop on the sideline with his hands crossed, just looking disgusted. Four <laughs> seconds was, into the shot clock. Just right, went. right. And there was one with Devin. Devin took a step back kind of in traffic early in the shot clock too. But all of this, you know, you talked about him being out of rhythm and kind of rushing things, not to make excuses for him, but that was the theme with the entire team after the first quarter, especially the starters, I would say. Um, we were all just, you know, we were, it was like we, we were trying so hard to, we were so excited, you mm -hmm. know, to play with that lineup that we were just trying to force things after the really fast start that we totally just like ignored, like the fundamentals and, and, you know, all of the principles that we were just yeah. like, let's just be athletic and run and beat them. And obviously that is, you know, 
that that is going to be something that the Spurs will play off of. But you still got to have all the pop juices in there that I'm sure he's going to go to work on them in this film review for sure. For sure. And you know, it's funny where he and Devin and everybody may have been a little bit overly aggressive. One guy to me was actually under aggressive and that was Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to get away from Victor Wembanyama. No, but please. He, that that was my last thoughts on him. And I'm sure people want to talk about Keldon. Yeah. If you just look at his box score, I mean, he had plus 21 in the plus minus, which is, you know, telling, but Right. One for three from the field, missed both of his threes. And I think he only took his second shot in the third quarter. Yes. Like he only had one yes. shot in the first half. Um, he finished with four points, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal, a couple turnovers, a couple fouls. Um, it, it just felt like he was, unfortunately, the fifth guy that got lost in that starting lineup mix as far as finding his, his shot. Absolutely. Kind of like how Devin, we talked about him in the OKC game, he just the ball never found him. He never found an opportunity right. to kind of take advantage of anything. Felt the same way with Keldon. And I'm not going to give him an excuse. Like, obviously, you need to be more aggressive. You need to get more than three shots up, even if you're only playing 23 minutes, if you're going to be that guy that averaged 22 points per game for us last year. Uh, but it just it goes hand-in-hand hand with what you were saying about this is the first time we're in this lineup. Guys are overexcited. We're still feeling each other out. Um, and Keldon just got lost in the mix. Yeah, he does need to shoot more, but there. this is literally the first time they've played together. So I guess yeah. I am going to kind of give him a little bit of a mulligan there, like just in that sense. Now, obviously, if this continues, this is probably going to be something that we'll focus on honing in on, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to just how the team fits together. But the other thing kind of that is that is interesting, like when you talk about the starting lineup, Ethan, is like kind of everybody else, like as of right now, has a defined role. Kind of, except for Keldon, if you think about it, because Devin, he's the sniper and and obviously Keldon can we saw him be that at the beginning of last season, but he's still more of an all around like offensive player. He's not, you know, the straight shoot first catch and shoot guy that 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 Devin is. Obviously, he can he can be a catch and shoot guy like I just alluded to, but it's it's still his play style is different than Devin's. And then you've got Wemby, who's Wemby, not even (laughs) not even going to go into detail. Um and then Sohan's obviously got the playmaking responsibilities. And then Zach also has playmaking responsibilities with how much we dish it to him, you know, at the elbow or in the post. So do you kind of see how Keldon is not only is like you said, he's lost in the shuffle. It's also kind of he's also lost in the shuffle when you just think about the roles on offense right now, too. Not to make an excuse, just kind of to like comment on how that's that's an interesting point going forward when it comes to our starting lineup. Yes, very true. I mean, there was definitely a different vibe to our offense when Devin was out and Wemby was out and Keldon was the main guy. Or did he, did, did Keldon play with Wemby? I forget. Uh, I mean, he did in, in that lineup. I Honestly, I think when Keldon was the main guy, it was like we had him in there and up for a little bit in the fourth quarter. And that's mm-hmm. when he got that one field goal, that one layup up. I'm talking about last last game, he played against the Rockets, but nobody yeah. else did, right? So right, yeah, Wemby didn't, yeah. In that situation, he was getting a lot of dribble handoffs, a lot of being the primary ball handler and kind of making plays for other guys as well as himself and posting up a lot. This mm-hmm. game, I don't remember him posting up a single time. No. I don't remember him really take like being the primary ball handler in screen and roll situations. And he, no. he probably got a couple dribble handoffs and then some spot-up threes, but – I don't know. That's a different, definitely interesting point. I'd like to see how they're going to utilize him once everybody is like 
Roll I it. think it's a work in progress, which is which is kind of what everybody's been saying about the offense overall. I was listening okay. to Jeremy's interview, and that's what he said, you know, just about him at point guard. But the other thing, just to, to touch on that point guard conversation a little bit, not to jump subjects too much here, mm-hmm. but like when it comes to our offense, that was one of the things that that Jeremy noted. And when I was thinking about, or when I was listening to it, I was just like epiphany. Like I should have, I should have thought of this because this is literally how we ran our offense. We were talking about it last episode. When you think of Tony Parker, you think of 20 points, not 15 assists. We ran our offense out of the post under Timmy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was, that was everything. And that's what Jeremy was talking about. He's like, we're going to give it to Zach a lot. We're going to give it to other guys in the post. And that's really where we run our offense. Like I'm just bringing it up and, and then dishing it to somebody else. Dude, it was funny. One time Trey brought it up and immediately dished it to Jeremy, but then, you know, he did a handoff, a dribble handoff to, I don't remember who it was, but you get my point. It's like that point guard by committee thing is like for real, like, Mm -hmm. So it's constant motion that leads into a, a hub center, whether that be Wemby or or Zach or Keldon, honestly. But yeah. I don't know how much we're gonna play Keldon in the post is the interesting thing though, because we have Zach and Wemby, and because bluntly, mm-hmm. they're gonna be better passers out of the post, honestly. True. Just with their length and you know what I mean in yeah. court vision, like especially with Zach, and then you know we're gonna. You saw that one dish that Wemby had to Devin, that was yeah, that, was, that was sick. That was sick tonight. Um, but going back to Keldon, it's just I did see him bring the ball up the floor a couple times, but once again it was the same thing. He immediately you know passed off. Like I said, I think it's just gonna be a work in progress. They're they're gonna have to figure out yeah. how to how to utilize him. Um, but, you know, it's just one preseason game, too. So, yeah, I'm going to write this off as what we gave Devin in that first game. I'm just going to write this off as his his he gets one excuse in the preseason. That's this one. Right, right, right. It won't happen again. <laughs> Next game, he'll be better. Yeah. But we can talk about the bench a little bit, Ethan, because those were some guys even late in the game. I mean, I really think I saw I. You got to take into account who they were playing too, True. but still, they actually took care of business, which they didn't do two nights ago. Um, so tell me, tell me, kind of what you thought of, of some of the bench guys tonight. Um, I know I was kind of alluding more to the third stringers and how they played in the fourth quarter, but mm-hmm. this can include, you know, Shetty and and Doug and and all those guys as well. Yeah, I think it's a, a bit of common theme, uh, really. That finally tonight, just the shots were falling. Trey Jones was an instant spark plug, um, great facilitator energy guy, everything that we hoped he would be coming off the bench. I think he'll continue to succeed in that role. Hit one three, one for three. That's all we really need from him. If he can keep that up, right. 33%, that'll be fantastic for the season. Uh, Bassey, a physical presence. Um, I will I will say this about old Charles Bassey. He had six boards. <laughs> he's not the greatest facilitator out of the post. No, he's not. <laughs> and I, it's God been a common him. theme since game one. And I was like, maybe it's just like a one-off. But no, it's continued. And he's doing his he's best trying. Action, Yeah, but it's just, it's not quite there yet. Uh, yeah. But as far as being a physical presence that, that goes for rebounds and fights for extra possessions and, you know, gets put back dunks, um, he's one of the best. And, Chetty Osman continues to impress as a, as a sniper, three and D guy, physical presence as well. Doug struggled obviously, and your boy Barlow, four for oh. five. Jude, we can talk about that later. We'll save the best for last. Okay. We'll save the best for last. No, I'm just okay. happy that Julian Champagne <laughs> hit a three. To be honest, yeah, with you. yeah. 
And, and Sean talked about it. He just needed to calm down, kind of like Wemby in the first half, and take his time and like really set his feet, get balanced before he shoots because he was rushing a lot of them, probably trying to just desperately get out of that funk. For real. Um, and that's not the way to do it. You just got to stay calm under pressure. And I think hopefully hitting that three late today will kind of revitalize him for the next couple of years. For sure. For sure. He had a tough up and under in traffic. Yes, too. he did. That was that it was good to see. Like the reason I loved seeing what I saw from the third stringers tonight is because it reminded me of all the upside that yeah. you know we had seen out of them in the past that we've talked about on the show. So it was really good to see. Um some other thoughts that that I have kind of overall on the game. I know we're we're talking about individuals here, Ethan, but I wanted to mention this as well too. Um the fouls, the amount of fouls that we, and this has to do with the whistle happy stuff I talked about earlier. A lot of this I think was BS, but like, mm. dude, Shengun had four fouls with like five minutes left in the second quarter. And like three of them were on Wemby. And, and Amen, I, I don't believe, I can't remember if he had, if he got to four before halftime, but he at least had three. And like two of those, I think were on Wemby. So the one thing that I, I wanted to mention that Wembenyama's wingspan, like there's a lot of forearm to slap yes. <laughs> that will cause fouls. He is going to get some dudes in tra- foul trouble and get some guys frustrated as well. Um, so th- that was just a, another mm. thing I saw. But going back to the bench, um, the other thing that I kind of mentioned from them or that I that I noticed from them, excuse me, um, was they're, they're also still trying to figure things out. Like Trey, if you notice, Trey only has had two assi- or, uh, three assists tonight, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with one our play style, but I think he's still. It's going to be interesting to see what our what our bench unit ends up being because last or this this game we just kind of threw out like a bunch of different lineups, dude. Like we had Shetty, Doug, Trey, Malachi, like Zach. We had there was at one point we had Trey, Devin, Keldon, Shetty, Zach. Like there was a lot of different you know combos that we saw. So, I mean, I know there will definitely be a more established bench rotation, which will help Trey out. Um, but that was another thing that that I kind of noticed is, is basically the bench is still like as as the chemistry stug- struggles happened with the starting lineup. Those are also going to the, the bench is going to have to figure out how to play together, too. Yeah. And this goes hand in hand with the theme and not to toot our own horn again, Jude. But we talked about this basically all offseason is preseason is mm-hmm. going to be just an amalgam of different lineups and we have no idea what's going to be the actual one going into the regular season, but I'm fine with it to be honest with you. It's preseason. Who cares? Right. Let's figure some stuff out. Maybe we'll find some, some magic in a bottle somehow. For sure. For sure. I'm just, I'm interested to see Trey once they get that chemistry down and they really know how to play with each other. Because as I've mentioned a a gazillion times over the off season, Ethan, I thought whoever was getting moved to the bench is, is going to really elevate. They're going to have some opportunities because they're not having to go up against the starters anymore. And I really think Trey is going to blossom off the bench kind of in that six man type role for us. But Mm. the other person that I want to talk about before we get to my boy Barlow is Malachi Branham. I know it wasn't the craziest game on the stat sheet, but at the same time, dude, he like the little the mid range that he's developed. Mm-hmm. And of course, I know he was just what he was one for three tonight from three. But we've seen him, you know, shoot better than that <laughs> in the past and in previous preseason games as well. Um, he's really going to be like a guaranteed 10 to 15 points every night. 
Yeah, I think probably closer to 15, honestly. Right. Right. He's kind of going through the motions right now. I'm not worried about him at all. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I wanted to bring him up because it's like we forget about him. Like, and, and the type of dude he is not to bring it up again. But, like, he was supposed to be a lottery pick. Like, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be kind of closer to, like, the top 10. He's not even wearing his headband. I have. Imagine we, what he's going to do with that headband on. And how has he improved at, at Ohio State in last year? As a playmaker? Well, no, just like I was making the point of like how his freshman season, he really turned up near the end oh, when yes. he averaged 20 points. And that was the same thing we saw last year. I anticipate that happening. And he's already coming in with so much more confidence with the way he shoots. Yeah, he's going to be a dangerous problem. And when we, we talk about the bench unit, the the bench unit, unlike the starting lineup, is has like the perfect – um archetype for like traditional Bro. offense like facilitating small short point guard with the crazy scoring three level score shooting guard and with two two just off ball moving sh- cutting shooters with chetty and doug and then charles bassey to just right. get rebounds and dunk like that's exactly. just like that's clippers from 2014 and all the little stuff that you could say maybe doug doesn't do like shetty does yes they complement <laughs> each other so well Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be, that's probably going to be that bench unit, but it was, it was good to see Champagny have, mm-hmm. have that nice game. And when he came in um, and you know, all I got to say about dominant Dom Beasy is he almost mm-hmm. had another lob poster tonight. You know, he had a wedgie. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, is that still a dunk at that point? I think we should just call it a dunk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, he just came in with eight minutes left and won the game for us. He took over. Okay, but seriously, that one pass he had, though, like, there were a couple, like, back-to-back possessions, like, right before oh, that. Yeah. He, like, he was he was making some defensive plays and some offensive plays back-to-back, so. Yeah, that, that backdoor dish was kind of, that was sweet. Didn't I say last game that he was going to have the greatest preseason bounce back of all time? It's pretty damn close, Jude. Eight points in ten minutes. I love it, dude. It's just I, I tweeted. I don't know for any of y'all that didn't see, y'all go follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT at Ethan underscore Quintero and at Jude McLaren. I tweeted, I was like, every time Barlow gets subbed in, and it was a gif of Bruce Buffer from UFC being like, It's time. <laughs> That's how I feel every time you play. <laughs> yeah, man, give him give him credit where credit is due. He takes advantage of every second he gets <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, we saw some good things. Mamu tried to get a poster. Um, I like. I, I, there wasn't really too much else I saw from him. I'm realizing he only played four minutes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And you know what? CD Sissoko with six minutes and uh, continues that streak of not liking chest passes or bounce passes. Mm-mm. My Mm-mm. boy only does the double B fancy pass. Nothing else. <laughs> So speaking of four minutes, I know Blake only played four minutes tonight. Yeah, and I know it's only four minutes, but it 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 it, it did look better. He was more it controlled. Three assists minutes. and three rebounds in four minutes is tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, like I said, you don't, you can't really take too much from that, especially considering the competition level. But that was who he was playing on Monday, um, and it was a lot more controlled. So if they can get him to do that in spurts and then like try to extend it more, like. 
I'm just, I know a lot of people are frustrated with him, but I'm not, I I, I want to give him another year in Austin before we just completely write him off. Cause I, he's, he's got elite speed and, and he's got potential in my opinion. He keeps showing flashes. And if we really want to get down to it, Jude, he's played pretty much as well as Josh Primo. <laughs> if we really want to break. Oh up. my gosh. That's so true, man. I mean, I mean, I know like you could say maybe Primo showed a little bit more flashes, but like it really kind of is the same situation with them integrating him into the lineup in year two, you know, pretty much trying to find a <laughs> trying to find a spot for him. That's a really good comparison. Yeah, oh, my God. Let me see. I think I have maybe a little bit more in my notes, some other stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, I mentioned how Jeremy said we want to run a lot of stuff out of the post. Doug talked about how the defensive improvement is mainly just effort. Oh, this was the other thing I texted you about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a good comment, Adrian. We're not going to bring that one up, but that's a good one. Um, (laughs) Zach and Wemby, Zach and Wemby. uh, Pop said, Pop was asked in the post-game presser from Monday. uh, Somebody was basically like, hey, Zach's really improved. Have you, you know, do you feel like he's earned that spot? You know, like, or it is, and he fits like as the guy next to Wemby. And Pop was like, I'd be stupid not to. <laughs> like, exactly like that. And the reason that he was like that is because as we've been talking to people all offseason, Ethan, it's like he said at the end of last season, he's like, I think he's the five of the future. So when people mm-hmm. ask him that question, he's like, why are like I I told you this answer before the off season anyways, yep. and that's why we talked about the whole Jeremy Sohan thing as well all off season. I know a lot of you guys know that. I saw somebody else in the comments, uh, our boy Mod Todd. He said, "So is Sohan confirmed starting?" Apparently, Pop said that 15 minutes ago, aka tonight's starters on opening night. There's a reason Pop said he was a point guard last year, and still when we say that, like. His role as a point guard is very different than Trey Jones's, you know. True, and and I think that Trey's role is a little different with the way that we play offense. Still, I mentioned like he brought it up and dished it immediately to Jeremy on on one possession. I remember, but at the same time, it's like we're gonna Zach Zach Collins has led the team in assists for I think like three straight games now because he's passing out of the post and that's how we're running our offense. Just like Pop has been doing for how long? I know the offense is you know a little bit more akin to the modern NBA. But it's really the same thing. It's not that, you know, it wasn't that crazy to to begin with. You know what I'm saying? And and the defensive stuff, as much as, you know, we talked about all the offensive struggles tonight, Ethan. And I know the, the level of competition, I've said it a million times already on the stream. You, you got to have that as an asterisk. But our de- you saw the defensive turnovers tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you saw the, the length, how we can get hands in passing lanes. Um, yep. They had 16 total turnovers tonight. I know we had a lot more, but still, um, I mean, everybody in the starting lineup, except for Devin Vassell, had a steal. Uh, Trey Jones had two. Chetty had one. Mamu had one. And, and then Blake had one late. But still, it, I mean, two blo- and then you got the two blocks from Wemby as well. I mean, that's one, two, three, four. That's, you know, I guess that's only four because it's four steals. And I don't know if blocks are necessarily turnovers. Those are just block shots. But still, I think you get the point that I'm that I'm making here, Ethan. We uh, the defensive ability whenever you have a minimum of everyone on the court being at least six, five um, makes an impact, makes a big impact. 
one thousand percent. We can finally we can finally switch <laughs> one through five, Jude. Finally. Yes. To, finally. to be like the rest of the NBA feels so nice. <laughs> yes, um, it does. I did want to say one thing about the uh Jeremy starting at point guard and um what was the other thing? Zach starting at center. Mm-hmm. We we appreciate all the love in the comments past few videos saying that we called it or whatever. But we got to be honest. Pop Pop said this stuff, and we yeah. we, we, we weren't like <laughs> we just we really weren't like we were. But I we, will. I'll take credit for it, Jude. If Twitter wants to name SSPN as the guys that, that called Pop's opening lineup for for regular season game one. Please give us the love. We'll take it. Dude, even like Sean and Bill were like, I guess yeah. this is going to be the starting lineup. And it was like, <laughs> I just it's pretty, pretty clear. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like we're just, I, I know like, you know, sometimes pop, he'll just say some stuff to say some stuff, but it seemed pretty like <laughs> once yeah. again, we didn't really call anything. We were just like, Hey, this is what pop said. So this is a possibility. You know what? I will give us a little bit of credit here. We were probably the only Spurs content people that were like for it, like actively saying yeah. like we agree with playing Jeremy at point guard and Zach at center. I remember the night I brought that up. There was some, I mean, and y'all are everyone's entitled to their opinions. Of course, you're, sure. you're allowed to comment like and disagree. Of course, but I just remember that night there was I don't remember who it was, but there were some people in the comments that were like, "No way, he wouldn't." Be yeah, able to I do remember that. that. And I, I get that. it. Like I get it with the you know we've talked about the handle. There's going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some good, bad, and ugly. But at the same time, it's like as I mentioned, kind of the last one. It. It, it really now as we're here, it, it has more to do with defense because the offense is going to come with the guys that you have on the roster. But also, like we saw it in spurts last season, and he does have like some natural playmaking ability. That's why mm-hmm. we, we love Jeremy. It feels like he can get better everywhere. And, and more importantly, like it's just that's our best five as well. And that's what we want to build around. We want to surround Wemby with that talent. Um, it's not it's not that crazy. And we're not gonna win a championship anyway, Jude. Right. Might as well <laughs> that's get the other things thing. out of the way this year. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what Jeremy said in his most recent in most recent interview. He was just like, I'm gonna it's a work in progress. I'm just trying to get better every day this season. I still remember the people last year, the first couple games with Jeremy saying that he was a bust and we should trade him, cut him. Right by the end of the year, he, they were. He they had were some up. nice fadeaways. That's he's yeah. got. He's got some moves. Hey, also, I, I we haven't mentioned this. I know he's like. I think he's two for three. He's only taken three threes in the past two games, but he has made one in each mm-hmm. game. And I know it's not the prettiest shot. He missed the first one last game, but I still think it's going to be more consistent than last season. And if you're just going to leave him open, we'll take it. It looks like he's gotten better. Like. I don't know what you'd call this. I know what you're at the knee. He's got a better base. That's exactly what I was thinking, Ethan. Yeah. Much better, consistent base, smooth base. Yeah. So that's about, that is, that's really all I got for this game. I see a comment from Mr. Z here that we can end this one off, Ethan. It, you know, you can of course say your final thoughts after this, if you have anything, but Mr. Z asks, when do you guys think we'll be seriously competing playoff and whatnot? Well, Mr. Z, what I would tell you is go check out our season preview and our season mm. predictions clip as well if you want to see exactly where we put where we think we're going to be. Um, but this season, I think we have a chance to compete for the play-in. I said we could be anywhere from the 9 to 11 seed. That was my prediction. Ethan, I believe you said kind of 
11 to 12, but you could definitely see, you know, us jumping up to that nine to 10 spot. But even at 11 and 12, Ethan, we're still competing for a play in. So you and I both said in those inter- uh, in those videos that we, we think we have a shot to complete for, compete for the play in this year. You're going to have to keep getting better on defense and, and stuff like that. But with a player like Wembenyama and the anti and the intensity that has just been racked up as we've been talking about throughout this episode and our past other episodes. Um, you know, I, I felt like I, at first, you know, I was going to say lower than that, but I felt like I was honestly being a little bit too conservative, you know, when you, mm. when you add Victor Wembenyama to the team. So we'll see, maybe we'll be proven wrong, but, but I think, I think they can compete for, for a playing spot. I thought he meant by that question, when will we actually be competing? As in, like, how many years? Okay. I could be wrong. But just to answer that question, just no, in case, do that. I would say probably fighting for a playoff spot next season is honestly not that not that crazy. I agree. Now, being a yeah. championship contender, probably, like, three years. Three right. or four years. Right. One last thing, Ethan. The shots that we saw from Devin... The, the game that he had tonight, mm-hmm. that's why we gave him that contract. Most improved player finally will be coming to San Antonio. We thought it would be DeJounte, and it wasn't. Robbed. More year. Sophomore should not win. Most improved player. Devin Vassell will be getting it. Ooh, bold prediction. Bold prediction from Ethan here. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. And we will not be doing this Friday's game, but we will be back after that next week for the season opener against the Dallas Mavericks on ESPN, which I will be glad that I will not have to um, find on the depths of the internet now um, because I can just watch it on ESPN. So with that being said, we appreciate y'all. Don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button below if you enjoyed the content. And to stay updated with all of our shows, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSPNLYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See y'all later.